Oh, great initiative by the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Empowering the Jamaican people to become financially literate. Hey, keep up the good work. Informative and valuable content that is so easy to follow along. I've learned so much from the Jamaica Stock Exchange and you podcast. You're tuned in to the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You Podcast, a podcast of the Jamaica Stock Exchange, hosted by Henneke Watkins-Porter, demystifying the capital market. Your path to understanding wealth starts now. the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You podcast, and I am your host, Henneke Watkins-Porter. The Jamaica Stock Exchange and You is brought to you by QMUX Wealth Management, making more possible. You've often heard it said, you work hard for your money, so it should work hard for you. Essentially, optimizing your portfolio. But how do you do that? What are the factors to consider when thinking about the best investment decision possible? How do you build your portfolio to yield the maximum possible return while minimizing the amount of risk you're willing to carry? Well, today, Danai Hall, Individual Investment Advisor, joins us to help us in putting our money to work. Welcome, welcome, Danai. Hello, Henika. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so happy to have you. And we were pre-chatting earlier and you tell me that you have your own podcast. Well, please go ahead and share a little bit about that. Nice. Earning season. Uh, a friend and I, Randy Rowe, we both speak on the on the stock, Jamaica Stock Exchange investing generally, but very much geared towards Jamaica Stock Exchange investing there. Out of talking about what the company is there, what they invest in, not necessarily advice, but really what exactly look for for the companies, what's going on with the companies, and just updates along the way, right? It used to be a weekly podcast. We don't do it as much anymore. No, we do mostly do brick talk on Twitter. Every Friday, we link up and we meet up with a, a good crowd of people and we just talk about talk about investing and help people understand what they need to be when they're investing and just take questions and whatever, answer them as much as possible. Sounds absolutely amazing. And, you know, I am any anytime anybody talk about podcasts, my ears just open wide up because you know I so love the medium. I mean, I I enjoyed being a podcaster. I enjoyed producing podcasts for companies. I enjoy coaching, like all things podcast. You know, in 2017 when I just actively began to evangelize here in Jamaica about it, and now to see so many people on board with podcasting, like wow. You know, um, I'm a proud Jamaican podcast queen. Like, yeah, my work is done because I see so many podcasters now um, doing their thing. And I'm so happy and I'm so proud. So all the best to you. And please keep at it. Sometimes you just got to rest because it gets tiring. I'm doing five years now with mine. Right. And I'm now like feeling a little exhausted. So I just need to break and wheel and come again. But I'll never let it go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's get into the meat of the matter talking about portfolio optimization putting your money to work for you but before we can even get into that then i may i just ask you to share a little bit about your role in the investment ecosystem mm -hmm. as it were all right so i'm an advisor i don't do investments for my clients i just meet with you we talk about your goals talk about your investing towards and then what i do i just my portfolio for you recommend it and I tell you what to do with your money and 
specifically key towards the goals that you have. So that's specifically where optimize your portfolio because you know what you want from your portfolio. So we look at what exactly the portfolio should be to get you towards that goal. Yeah. All right. I mean, more and more, I find that people are interested in, in you know, in being aware about of investment. And, you know, we realize that the saving under the mattress and, <laughs> and, and even a savings account not working out anymore, right? Um, it's been, and insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And over time, people have seen that it ain't working. You ain't going to create wealth from that. So, um, you know, enter persons like yourself who are now educating persons about investment and the options that are available and so on. So let's assume that our listener who is tuning in and glued to this podcast walked into your office um, what, wherever the office is, whether it's online or wherever, you know, the virtual office, whatever, and they want to be guided as it relates to investment, what would be your first piece of advice to them? I don't start with advice, I start with a question. We often get advice. Well, we go to the house, we go to the investment houses, and we get advice just a general, buy this, buy that. And it's not really key to what the person actually wants. So I want, some, I want a long-term portfolio for my retirement. You want to save for the next three years, to make the down payment on your house. We can't have the same advice, right? Because we have different goals, different scenarios. We need to work out different money to get different, and working towards a different situation, right? So the question I start with, what's your goal? I want to know exactly what we're investing towards and we break it down as much as possible. In truth, what you often find people are not really truthful about the goal to themselves. They lie to yourself about what they want and whatever. And you need to be as specific as you can. So how much money you need? For the down payment or whatever retirement and what exactly are you putting towards it so we know what kind of returns you need to be looking at you need to be looking at to get to that and then we work with the portfolio at that point advice from that point is all right buy this buy that going to this bond going to this going to this stock because what you're really looking at is the expected return of that and how it will help towards the goal you need to make 20 percent more on your money every single year then we work with a portfolio that we can expect to get that from and work together going forward and working all that. So mm -hmm. that's advice. Yes. Okay. So you talked about, you mentioned a few asset classes a while ago, right? Now, how do you best um, determine appropriate asset allocation? Yes, I know it depends on the goal. You said that. That's the, the overarching thing. But let me preface what I'm about to ask by saying this. So um, Abraham Maslow talks about the four different stages of learning. And the first stage of learning is that you don't know that you don't know, right? Um, so you have no idea. So sometimes you don't even know what your goal is, right? But you know you want better. You know you want to, to, to invest, but you really don't know what your goal is. So how do you determine your most appropriate asset class to begin with and allocate that, you know, according to what money is coming in and so on? So starting with, I'll start with not knowing the goal because that's something <laughs> I need very, very... In fact, most of my clients, the first time we meet, we meet up and they don't have an idea of what exactly they want. They have a high level. I've been there, so I know I have been there. <laughs> you, you know you want a house in the next five years. You don't know exactly how you're going to fund it. You know how much you have. You know how much you'll be putting. But really, you don't even know how much the house will cost. You don't even know why, what exactly, what part of the house you're buying. Is it the portfolio must get the full 40 million to buy the uptown Kingston house or you want just the 4 million for the down payment. You don't work that out, but you know you want the house. So the approach then is, all right, cool, we need to break down the goal, get get an actual figure that we're working towards. And then we're looking at, all right, based on that, 
what kind of goal it looks like, the type of returns you'll need. If it's past a certain point, then you know you can only get it in certain things, right? So you start from a returns perspective. If I'm looking at 20% within a, a year or so, you know you're not getting that very easily on a bond. Because typically, if you're looking at 20% from a bond, then you're looking at a very, very high risk investment. You're almost more likely to lose your money than, than actually get the 20% that you're looking at. So you know, all right, the risk from that versus the risk from something else. So you go into a stock. A stock giving 20% is most times much less risky than a bond giving that level. So you know that, boy, it makes more sense to get go there. And so from a returns perspective, what exactly you actually need kind of product will actually get you there. We're going to keep to this house goal. Mm -hmm. And for somebody perhaps who wants a second home, because you know, you first, like you get your first home, you're desirous of having your first home because you want a roof over your head. Everybody wants that, right? But then you get a little along the way and you realize, oh, but wait a minute, I can get another home to invest, you know, and, and, you know, real estate is big and so on. And, you know, the return on that is also great and stuff. So how would you advise somebody who wants to get a second home, which is different from somebody who is getting their first home? This goes back to the same thing. How are you mm. going to buy the house? Are mm. you looking to go to the bank and get a mortgage? What kind of mortgage can you get? Because you know you get pre-approved for X amount, for 20 mil on a 30 mil house. So you need that difference. So the mm. goal then is we need to make a 10 million. How exactly can we get to that? Mm-hmm. Do we have enough time? Do, do we have enough money going towards the portfolio to get it? Are, are the returns on the market really going to get us there? And you have a widespread of returns there. So you have to work out where we are now, where we're going, and what we need to do in between there. Mm-hmm. Let's then look at, for example, persons who have their portfolio going, you know, pre-pandemic era, and mm-hmm. now we are in the pandemic and coming out of the natural, and I, and I put natural in quote because I don't know, um, the natural pandemic, mm-hmm. there is now the man-made pandemic. Well, it's not quite a pandemic just yet because it hasn't quite impacted the, the world in a negative way in its fullest just yet. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have the war on Ukraine going on. Um, let's talk about portfolio, um, you know, rebalance, rebalancing your portfolio. What should be the thought process going through an investor's mind right now um, in this current climate? Mm-hmm. We often have a knee-jerk reaction. We hear negative <laughs> news one place. Yeah. And as far as we're concerned, nobody benefits. But we're not, we know that's not the truth because... Think of, well, as you said, the natural pandemic. One of the first things we saw was remittances skyrocketing. People were clearing out the shelves in the supermarkets. So supermarkets making money. Yeah. <laughs> People that sell things in supermarkets make money. So the food, and we know that a lot of food items were consumed in the home because, boy, nobody at school anymore. So most of the things, most of the doing, heavy cooking, home prep meals, that type of thing, right? So we know that that kind of consumption skyrockets. So what you look at then is who benefits. And it doesn't mean that, boy, the pandemic is happening. Nobody's benefiting directly from people being sick. But because of how people react to that, then their shopping patterns and whatever change. So a company must benefit from that. So what you're looking for at every single point is, all right, about bad situation here, about good situation here, no matter what it is, where is the benefit? Mm-hmm. Where in my portfolio can I find something that will do well based on what's going on now? And then that's, 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 that's the perspective you should take. Do not get mired in the negative. I, I often find that, boy, pandemic 2020 was a rough year for many on the market uh, because, mm-hmm. boy, big hit, everything going wrong. But the truth is a good amount of people made a lot of money on the market in 2020 mm-hmm. because they just positioned themselves in the right places to make the, make the money 
based on what's going well from whatever is happening right now. Absolutely. I mean, companies in the health sector, um, health and wellness sector, certainly um, benefited and, you know, and, and, and they would have seen growth um, mm-hmm. from, from what is happening. So when there is a down on one side, there's also growth on another as you've, as you've active investing versus passive investing. And does this have anything to do with your risk profile? Like I'll put it out there. I'm one that is big on more uh, mutual funds and, you know, unit trust and so on, because one, I'm a lazy investor. (laughs) And two, I am more risk averse than, you know, than a lot of people. Well, I wouldn't say a lot of people, but than than others. Like some people, they, their risk profile, they, they can take the risk. Uh, my heart can't take it, right? So active investing versus passive investing. What's that? And is there, does it have any bearing on your risk profile? Definitely. But what I would say is, I might break your heart here. It doesn't <laughs> save you. You don't, it doesn't, risk is not, okay, risk over here. Say so avoid it and you go over here and there is no, it's a different kind of risk. The risk sure. are taking out a passive investment, it's like a unit trust or whatever it is. You're hoping that the guy on the other side, whoever is managing that unit trust, is acting towards your goal, right? So if, with a passive investment, what you find is you if you very you have less space in terms of targeting. So your goal very often should be more wide open, more achievable. To so you can take up whatever happens because boy. If the other person on the other side not really doing what they need to do, the unit trust is not doing so well, then if you need the money in a year or so, then you're saying within that short period of time, that year, that unit trust needs to do exactly what you need it to do. Versus fire down the future, you know that, boy, the stocks in the unit trust will generally go up, everything will be fine. 25 years from now, you can put that. So it depends really on what you want from it. Do you have space in that? And then, as I said, risk before, it's different type of risks you take active boy taking every single risk from your perspective you if you don't know the market in a certain way and you're doing active investment or whatever you'll generally finally end up in places that you shouldn't be because boy you don't really i don't you don't have much context behind things so i don't really know on the passive side you find that typically it's somebody that knows somewhat of what they're doing so you get what you need to get you get some returns or whatever but you can't really say i want this you can't go to the unit trust and say well i want 30 percent this year are you guys looking for that okay. <laughs> but you know that if it's the same cause somebody else wants 50 they'll probably tell them yes <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah uh, it's hard to read it at that point determine we have many passive investment strategies that don't necessarily look like a unit trust it mm-hmm. could be that your dollar cost averaging you're buying off of the same stock over a long period of time because you really believe in ncb and GP. yeah i do that too i do the dca thing again because i am yeah very very uh, passive DCA <laughs> is the most powerful passive tool I've seen in terms mm-hmm. of generating strong returns. You pick yeah. a company that you think 25 years from now, this company will be great. And I'm going yeah. to just actively buy it. When it goes up, I buy more because I know that 25 years from now, it's going to be better than that. It goes mm-hmm. down, great. I get a nice price because I never got that 20, I never got that 20 yesterday. <laughs> when you get a big movement, when you finally shoot up in yeah, yeah. all that money. <laughs> the, the more risky, often look for higher return. So you can't necessarily be so passive if you're looking, if you're more risky looking for a higher return because boy you put the money there and you're not really so sure when it's going to turn or not whatever so yes if you're, if you're less risky and you want less returns generally not necessarily you want nobody wants less returns <laughs> but if you're less risky and you're not really on the edge boy i need to make these high returns uh at the 
what you're looking for there, it can be very passive and you get what you need to get. Just watch your timelines, watch your goal and make sure it matches in between where exactly you need to get or from what you're getting. Well said, well said. As it relates specifically to the stock exchange, the stock market here in Jamaica, how have you seen it, you know, aided your clients in getting to their objectives, then getting to their investment goals? Stocks are my pet investment. That, uh -huh. I, I really like stocks because you get a lot more flexibility. Mm -hmm. I mentioned before, bonds, it, it only goes to a certain point where you expect that, you know, this is going to be within a safe margin of risk. You start going at a certain level, then problems. If you were to get and at a higher level where it's somewhat safe, 7% or so, you can get on the stock market relatively well, much easier than you know, than most cases, right? So the Jamaica Stock Exchange, I think, was the best tool right now for people to get what they need to get in terms of investments. And my clients have benefited heavily from investments on Jamaica Stock Exchange. Most of our investments are through the stock exchange. And trust me, the level of goals I've seen met from 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 those investing on stock exchange, it is blowing my mind still. I've personally met a lot of goals from it for the time I've been investing, and then to see the work for the clients in the short time I've been doing this, it's it's it's, it's almost mind blowing to me the level of returns people get and the level of goal setting and meeting that people get out of this. To so buy the houses, a lot of things have been for a lot of people just from investing on stock exchange. So can't endorse it anymore. All right. Well said. Well said. I have been talking with Danai Hall, my guest today. He advises um, his clients about investment. He's a, a registered, um, licensed individual investment advisor, one of the very few that we have here in Jamaica. Thank you so much, Danai, for sharing with us today, for spending time. And I'd like to ask you to, one, just share your, in 30 seconds or so, share your final thoughts as it relates to portfolio optimization, making your money work for you. And two, to um, share how might our listeners get in touch with you, perhaps for investment advice. Who knows? All right. No problem. All right. So final thoughts. Remember, always invest with a goal in mind. The single biggest thing that that's tricky for up. Do you want investments or whatever? You often just run directly into it. Figure out what you want so you can know where exactly you put your money so you can get what you need to get from the market, from whatever investment you go into. Have a goal, and you'll be fine after that in terms of planning towards it. Find me H at, at hdanai on Twitter, hdanai on Instagram, or you can check my website, dhalladvisory.com. So you can book a session there, and we'll talk and work out your portfolio and get, get your portfolio up optimized. All right. I like the sound of that. Thank you so much, Danai Hall. It has been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Anika, it's a pleasure, pleasure for me as well. And thank you for listening to the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You podcast, the podcast of the Jamaica Stock Exchange. The Jamaica Stock Exchange and You was brought to you by QMUX Wealth Management, making more possible. Well, my key takeaway from today's episode is just to have a goal in mind to as you're contemplating your investment, you know, it's always important. I always talk about having smart goals That's well on my podcast anyway, but always talk about that. But it's always good to hear a particular point reinforced because it's so important. Um, repetition is key to driving some points home. So always invest with a goal in mind and work towards that. Thank you so much. Um, then I again, what's your key takeaway, my listener? What, what, what has stood up for you the most? Please 
Send us your feedback at podcast.jamstockx.com or on social media at jamstockx. In the meantime, please follow this podcast on your favorite podcast app. The Jamaica Stock Exchange and You is produced by me, Henneke Watkins-Porter of the Entrepreneurial You podcast and now TV show aired on Business Access TV. Of course, you can find out more at hennekawatkinsporter.com to hear leadership and entrepreneurship lessons from guests like Zachary Harding, Les Brown, Richard Branson, Marcia Forbes, Seth Golding, and more. I'm also on social media at hennekawatkinsporter. That's all for now. See you next week. Remember, as Warren Buffett says, rule number one, don't lose money. Rule number two, don't forget. Rule number one, do take care.